Hello, Midas Mighty Nation. Okay, Harry Littman here from Talking Feds. Here is your personal report of day three from the Katanji Brown Jackson hearings. It is over for her a grueling and pretty darn unpleasant 18 hours or so over two days. And I think relative to yesterday, you could say today was deja vu, but double time. Deja vu because there was nothing really new in substance. Uh, and uh, each of the questioners was a little bit shorter, though a few Republicans didn't pay much attention to the time limits and, and went over and there were really contentious back and forth between the Republican senators and Durbin and Leahy, that is the Democratic senior citizens who had seen better, more decorous confirmation hearings. But the big point is, you know, you might have wondered yesterday, they were aggressive with her, very aggressive. And uh, she came out very well, as I suggested, would they double down or would they kind of go try to go a little bit lighter, more gentle, but make the same points answer? They doubled down and redoubled down. It was probably the most browbeating, obnoxious, arrogant treatment of a Supreme Court nominee, someone who's likely soon to be a justice in history. And it certainly wasn't a good look that is she's the first African-American woman. But but for whatever reason, you know, the people who are there for their presidential ambitions and looking to their own base, Senators Cruz, Graham, Hawley in particular, made the decision they hadn't really drawn blood yesterday. And so they went you know, raw red meat this time. They were really very, very aggressive back and forth between them and the nominee. The short the, the short version for Katanji Brown Jackson is she stayed on her game. She stayed calm. She had hit a kind of stride, I thought, yesterday where she was able to be to push back and communicate a little bit. This is some stupid quest, ask questions, but I'm going to respond anyway, but give a little pushback. She was able to basically keep to that tone. She displayed a little bit of impatience once or twice as she was asked for the 12th and 15th time to answer the same questions. At one point she said, you know, I'm going to stand on what I said um, before, but kind of stunning exchanges with Lindsey Graham, who I thought yesterday might be in play, but I think is now a lost cause for her. And uh, Ted Cruz, who uh, asked questions and then just brazenly interrupted, uh, just wouldn't let her get a word out and just basically were, you know, were trying to um, bully her and just get out their talking points. So it was clear that this had nothing to do with her qualifications. And, you know, nothing to do with how they looked to 80% of the country. But this was a play to the base. They made the decision. They know probably better than we do that getting these red meat talking points out was more important. Um, there was a little bit of really crazy stuff involving trying to pin her with critical race theory or a question of what is a woman? What, you know, as, as if that was, you know, she somehow had to answer for all the 
hot button cultural issues in the country. She definitely parried those. I'm an Hispanic man. Could could I decide I was an Asian man? Would, would I have the ability to be an Asian man? But the big thing that went again and again and again and again was her treatment of uh, child uh, sex offender cases. There's a handful, literally a handful of her hundreds of sentencing where, yes, her sentences were low relative to the guidelines, but completely uh, of a piece with how every judge in the every judge, 80 percent literally of judges in the country handle it. And the a unanimous sentencing commission handles it, which is three Republicans, four Democrats, because the guidelines were written for a pre-internet age. And now we're in a, an age where somebody can acquire you know, many, many uh, images uh, at, you know, in a, in, in 15 seconds. At one point, Lindsey Graham, she tried to explain this. Lindsey Graham screamed at her. I think I wrote this down uh, saying, fine, 15 seconds, then put their ass in jail for 30, 40, 50 years. He was, he had sort of reassumed his guise. If you remember at the Kavanaugh hearings where he is, was a twisted kind of grimace of, you know, spitting anger. So that was wild and incredibly disrespectful to a uh, nominee. And that pretty much the same thing with Holly. Nothing new, but they are going to try to make a household name over the next few days of one person in particular, Wesley Hawkins, who she gave a low sentence to, a very odd defendant who uh, was from a religious family, supposedly was at first curious and uh, everyone recommended a low sentence. She gave a very low one, too. And then he did become a recidivist. So he's going to be their poster child for this. For what? For a proposition that somehow she coddles sex offenders, which she was able to, to again, rebut strongly based on her, you know, f- her status as a parent, how bad these cases are, et cetera. Then. Sort of the dramatic centerpiece of the day uh, after all this, she had absorbed all these blows. Cory Booker came in and went transcendent again, even more so, I would say, than yesterday. This guy really is showing his sort of presidential chops because he not only was supportive of her and sort of really kind of re- um, animating her after after the bruising um, behavior she'd gotten at the hands of the Republicans. But he did it with a sense of faith and joy. And he honestly brought tears to a lot of people in the room. She herself was wiping away tears. He said, you know, you're going to make it. God is with you. But but it wasn't at all kind of cliched. It really was inspiring, like sort of a great he combined Uh, kind of great preacher skills with really sort of political skills. Very, very impressive and probably will be um, remembered as the kind of centerpiece of the day, maybe even the week. But don't worry, my sister. Don't worry. God has got you. And how do I know that? Because you're here. What comes now? Tomorrow there's going to be a she's done. Deep, deep breath. She really had a rough 18 hours, but weathered it fine. Tomorrow we'll have panels on both sides, people for her and against her. 
the for her are very uh, strong sort of academics and judges. The against her is a there's one member of a state group uh, who will be worried, you know, ex- apparently expressing concern about the child pornography theme and the like. The sort of big point now, I'll end by briefly saying it's apparent that the last stand of the Republicans is to put huge pressure on the Democrats' old buddy, Joe Manchin, who has, you know, um, betrayed them more than once, but has never gone off for a Biden judicial nominee. Seems very unlikely here, but they're trying to really saddle him with you know, somehow himself being soft on child pornography or whatever, if he doesn't vote against her. So a lot of pressure on him. Then on the other hand, um, you know, Mitt Romney has said he's going to meet with her and make up his mind. Same with Collins and Murkowski, who voted for before Tom Tillis praised her actually in the committee. I personally think She's, um, you know, much more likely to get a few Republicans than have it be 50 50. But they're going to make one final emotional sort of um, demagogic stand pointed right at uh, Joe uh, Manchin. And the Dems have to hope that he holds a hope that's been um, betrayed in the past, but I think it's probably pretty safe. So there you have it, a grueling day, an emotional day at the end, a kind of buoyant day from Booker. And probably uh, she comes to the finish line breathing very heavy, but the almost certain, I want to say, or extremely likely next associate justice of the Supreme Court and first ever african-american woman there you have it midas mighty this is harry litman appreciate your having joined me these last three days and uh look forward to uh talking to you again perhaps as she's on the floor for today signing off